Hello there, my friends, and welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I'm delighted you're joining me here live today. This is February 2023, and today my topic for you is based on the wisdom of the Enneagram, but I am applying it to writing and expressing yourself in all the talented ways that you do. So now you might be saying, what was that? Enneagram? What's that? It's this really awesome, old, 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 wise, incredible teaching. It's really around our personality types. There's been loads of information of how these wisdoms of our personalities play out over the last thousands, literally thousands of years. And I find it interesting, partially because I work with lots of writers and people that are creating their blogs and their brands and their books and their articles and They're just so excited to express themselves. If I know a little about their personality type, and that's basically what the Enneagram is, it really helps me guide them in a way that their brain won't resist so much. It helps me to know how to relate to them, and it helps me link them back with the thing that they really want to be expressive about. So often we have experiences that are negative or make us feel rejected. And so even if we are talented in the area of writing and speaking, we shy away for a while. We feel like we were rejected. We step back. We wonder if we're worthy. We're wondering if we even belong there. And before the rejection hit, we knew we were. We were standing tall, at least for a minute or two, we were. So today, we're going to be looking at nine different pathways that might help you understand your best form of expression. And what I want to say here is there likely is one pathway that is pretty dominant in you, but because we're all so multifaceted, you're going to notice that your genius and all the ways you like to express it might come out in a couple of ways. So just hang tight with me today. I will be taking your questions. I'm going to help you realize how you pause, how you quit, but I'm also going to help you get back on the horse because that's where we want you. We want you sending your messages out into the world. And as a writer, I know how hard this can be. As a teacher, I've had the opportunity to see it in so many different types of people, but really, When you bubble it all down, there's only about nine-ish or so 
different ways in which we really get caught up. So we're going to be looking at that today. Write to me and send me a question if you want me to work something out. I'm going to warn you, I already got a few questions that came in before we even got started on the show. And you might wonder, hey, how did they get in line first? Well, if you follow me on Facebook, I put links in my Facebook groups and on my main Facebook page. So, are you in my free Facebook groups? Totally free. It's called Story You with Coach Debbie, I think. <laughs> as soon as I say those things, I'm like, is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. Story You Talk Radio with Coach Debbie. Try that. And remember, you is a capital U. Story, capital U, Talk Radio with Coach Debbie. That group is completely free. Now, if you would like to go a little deeper, and I really recommend that you do, because free groups do not have the interaction that we all want, even though we put our best into it. Sometimes it's just really hard to get people to come forward and comment and participate. So if you're someone that likes to be in a group where there's more activity and you can come on when you want, you can see videos from me, I go live every single Friday and I talk about some of the things that we proposed here on Thursdays and then I also talk about the questions that might have come in after the show or anything we missed last week. And I also make invitations to invite you to local events or anywhere I'm going to be nationally or any way in which we can engage on a fun and fabulous Zoom call. So that group is $37 averaged out a month. It's an annual subscription. And if you average out the cost, it is $37 a month. You can pay monthly as opposed to one annual payment, but then I get fees and I just have to transfer them to you. So it ends up being a little more than $37. I can't remember the dollars and cents off the top of my head. But to get the best deal, go for the annual subscription. And I promise you, if you're finding that it just is not worth your 37 bucks, I think it's worth hundreds. Um, just tell me and I'll give you your money back because I really do. I think it's packed full of value. So I'd love to see you there. That is called the Inner Circle Subscription. So you're probably wondering, well, how do I get more information about any of this stuff? We'll just head on over to Facebook. My Facebook page is Debbie Handrich, or you can go to Coach Debbie, either one. And Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. But the best way to get in touch with me is to go to my site, my website, and click on Connect. My website is coachdebbie.com. Remember that's spelled D-E-B-B-Y. 
coachdebbie.com. Click on connect. Send me any questions at all. Be sure to sign up for that newsletter where you'll get links and you're all set. You're all ready to go. You're in the group, whether it be the free one or the one where we take deeper dives. And that one averages out to $37 a month. And it's called the Inner Circle Subscription. So let's get into this topic. This is going to be fun. I want you to know I did not have anything to do with creating the Enneagram. Everything I'm bringing to you today is based on my knowledge of the Enneagram and how it was taught to me through two of the leading experts. One is Russ Hudson. I strongly recommend if this show speaks to you that you begin following Russ Hudson, really, really talented gentleman who has written plenty of literature and books on the Enneagram. Enneagram is spelled E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Another person that I've worked with much closer is Robert Holden, also trained by Russ Hudson. And when I started working with Robert one-on-one in 2019, something like that, I told him, I really want to take my study of the Enneagram and apply it to writing. And he proofread some of that for me and went over it and said, I think you've got this. I think you should go live with it. So every now and then I do. I bring you a show about it. And if you like this, again, think about joining the inner circle because we do more and more of this and it's really cool. So listen to this. If you are writing anything at all, maybe it is your website, maybe it's articles, maybe it's even copy for things that you are advertising, like your retreats, maybe you are writing speeches, maybe this is your year for the TED Talk, maybe it's your memoir or your book, and you know how I love to help people with that. There are moments, I know they exist, when you do, you pause, you might even quit for a week or two or a really long time. And there's reasons why. Right away, I just want to tell you, I have put together one word, one word to help you identify your reason. So listen closely. I'm going to list off nine words and you tell me which one, well, you think about (laughs) which one just sort of aligns with who you are. People usually say, I want my book or my blog or my whatever to be something or other. I want my life to be this one word. So just see which one of the words speaks to you. Is it that you enjoy that feeling of being right about something, really getting it right? Maybe 
Moving on to number two. What you really like is conveying love and care. It really feels good to you if what you're doing conveys love and care. I guess that's two words. Love. (laughs) How about this one? Number three. The thing you're creating, the thing you're writing about, you want it to be good. You want it to really stand out. You want it to be worthy. Oh, that was a lot of words. I was supposed to only say one. You want it to be good. Okay. So, so far we've got, I want it to be right. I, I want it to be loving. I want it to be good. How about this one? I want it to be significant. You know, not just your everyday thing, really significant, really meaningful, significant. How does that word ring with you? Let's go on to number five. I want it to be innovative. Oh, ho, ho. unique. Really stand out. Really, maybe even be the first one. Oh, see, I can't keep it to one word. Oh, well, innovative. That's what I want. Is that you? Let's go on to number six. I want the thing I create to offer a sense of safety. Not a big risk taker. No, no, no. I really, really want safety for all my followers, all the people looking to me. Safety matters first. Mm, Think about that. Let's move on to number seven. Ooh, number seven, they're all about joy. They're all about fun. Fun, 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 fun. Lots of fun. You see a lot of extroversion here. All right. How about that? You want your copy. You want your website. You want your blog. You want your speech. You want your creation to be fun. Let's try number eight. Number eight, you're usually willing to do just about anything as long as it leads to more freedom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You want lots of freedom. Mm-hmm. And finally, number nine, you're the peacemakers. You really, really love to see everything fall into place. You like the peace. You hold the place for peace. I'm just going to read those nine words right off to you one more time. Right, loved, good, significant. Innovative, safe, fun, freedom, peaceful. Mm, Which one, which one seems to be the most potent in your life? Especially when it's time for you to really, really excel or to pause, to maybe even step back and quit because that one word is not being noticed, recognized, exalted as you know it should. There's usually one word that stands out for you stronger than any, but 
then there's another one or two that, yeah, you relate to quite a bit. So when you start to relate to these words, and if you haven't figured which one is yours right now, just go with two or three. That's fine. That's fine. It'll it'll wind down to you understanding your number one as we keep going forward. But what I want to say to you here is that the people that know you best and that have known you the longest, like those people that even knew you when you were a little toddler, they, they are often very, very keen to which one of these words you're rooted in because it's been something playing out in the forefront your whole life. I really mean that. A personality type, it's not something we can hide. It might try to hide from us, but it's not something that we can hide because personality is our image. It's our exterior. It shows up in everything we do. So by knowing it and really embracing it, we can work with those moments when we feel a little rejected, a little nervous to go forward, when we feel the pause coming on, or we're just out and out ready to quit something. Okay, you with me so far? I love offering you classes here at Story You Talk Radio. We are going to take ourselves a little break. I'm going to go and see if you've sent me some questions. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just Sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.com. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me today. This is a packed, filled show. I'm showing you nine ways in which you can use the Enneagram. I'm spelling this out for you so you don't have to be a student of it, but it's these nine pathways that 
help you jump into your best expression. So we're going to be looking at some examples here and some reframes to help you when you're wanting to quit or to pause writing altogether. I'm going to start now by taking those first three types and showing you how they're different. In the first part of the show, we attached one word to each personality type. So the first type, they really like to get things right. The second type, they really feel good about doing loving work. And the third type, they, oops, oh, the third type is more about wanting to feel worthy of being the one to make the offering. So we've got the one that wants to be right, the one that is doing loving, caring work, and the one that's just really wanting to feel that sense of self-worth when they make their offering to the world. Now, if you are writing or speaking, you know how important words are. And when you're out of alignment, your words are going to show more about your personality than you might want them to. This is one of the reasons why it's great to work with a coach or to get some help. Because when you're feeling a little off, you might not see how you're coming across. Let's take type number one. They like to be right. They like to be ethical. They are they are civically concerned people. They are involved in things like politics, maybe, or activism. They might be lawyers, but their words count just like any of the other types, any of the type words count. But if they're not really in touch with how they're feeling, they're not being their best, they might have more value judgment coming across in their words. They might actually be a little on the condemning side. And they might really go up against order to make a really strong and fierce point. And it it can go to their detriment. So for example, when I was in my 20s, I was one of those students that marched for activism against what was going on in some of the laboratories, especially at the medical institutions and the educational institutions. And the reason I joined was for this reason right here. Being right, being ethical matters to me. The reason I stepped back was because I was starting to notice how value judging I was. And I wanted to find more alignment with that before I stepped back in. Sometimes in an effort to do good, we can go a little too far and be a little hasty and choose words that are really off-putting. And that was me. That was me in this group. So I had to figure out where I wanted to place myself so that 
instead of my desire to feel right could be expressed as unfortunately righteousness, I could find my way to something more integrous, something more truthful to me, something that felt honest. Now, as you might notice, any author for any cause needs to find their words that line up in a way that you're going to invite people to listen to you. You can always be sardonic and that comic that makes fun of. You can always be that. I might not be the best coach for you, but you can always be that and have an audience. If, on the other hand, you're really following a more spiritual alignment that really gives you that full range of truth because you are this number one type, you are desiring an ethical approach in your languaging, you might then pursue this idea that taking a pause is good because while you take it, you're finding alignment with what's true to you. And when you know what's true for you, as opposed to just reacting to, we got to make this right, then your words sound truthful as well. They emulate the truth you feel instead of the humor and the poking around and the making fun of, and kind of sometimes going just a little too far at something. It's not a bad thing. It's just another way of doing it. Let's take a look at number two. Number two is this desire. When you write, when you speak, you really want a loving and caring message to come across. So who are these people? You often find them working with young people. They might work with animals or the elderly. They might be in hospitals. They might be people that are teaching. They might be philanthropists. They could be, they could be in a, a number of careers that don't automatically look like the altruistic path. But in choosing that career, they are walking their own altruistic way of being. For example, I knew a woman who had a, I think you call it the body shop. I want to say that's what it was. It was a retail store. And oh my goodness, this woman, she was just so sweet and loving and caring of the people that walk through the front door. The advertisements just had this very, very caring, very soothing, very individualized approach to how you might nourish your body, how you might be aligned and loving toward the body. She was also someone that was amazing to look at. Oh, she was such a beauty, but she didn't flaunt her beauty. She just aligned in it and she used her desire to help others know their beauty in a really soft and loving way. When I first met her, 
one of the things that was difficult for her was the antithesis of this loving side. And that is she often felt like people sort of ran over her, pushed her around. She didn't feel her personal power in the words. Now, the Body Shop is a large corporation. Boy, I hope that's the right company. Uh, but if if it's not, it's one of those. <laughs> she had this desire to really, really, really be thoughtful. And yet she didn't have that ability to see that sometimes people above her were usurping some of the power where she should be invited into more collaboration. After all, she was running one of the stores. She should have a voice. But when I met her, she was giving her power to those higher up. It took some time for her to realize, hey, in the realms of this store, I have my own choices. I have my own words I can align with that really help invite people to not only want to be here, but to subscribe to some of these services and to come back again and again. She had a real loving approach, a real caring approach, even though you might not think of a store that sells moisturizers and oils as the number one place to be if you are the pinnacle of love and care. Some people stereotype and think, well, why didn't she work in a hospital? Well, I can tell you right now, I don't think that was her calling. But there are plenty of people in the hospital with tons of love and care. It doesn't really matter where you decide to go and share your message. What matters is that your personality is coming through. The way that you honor your type, and this is the love type, this is the caring type, that you find ways to express it no matter where your talents are. Let's go on and look at number three. Three, these are the ones that they want, or oh, they want their stuff to be good. They even can get a little, little caught up in, it's got to be so good. Some people might even call them perfectionists. They are the type that like to feel the worthiness of their work, and rightfully so. They're very sensory-oriented people. Usually they're good at far more than one thing that fall under sensory. So they might be very oriented in textile, or they might be very oriented with singing or musical expression. They might be very oriented in the kitchen. They might be very oriented in Again, they can be very philanthropic and and really help with, I think of my mother sometimes, she's a, a quilter and she's always looking for, you know, really, really fine fabrics that are going to feel wonderful against your skin, let alone 
be of high quality thread count and and be easy for her to work with so that she can express really a, a true Smithsonian picture of a quilt to the world. These people care about quality and they make very, very good friends. They, they don't settle for unworthiness in that which is around them, but they might pause or they might quit when they come face to face with things that appear to reflect that unworthiness. For example, sometimes this type, they'll, they'll either hang out with people that aren't being really true to themselves, or they'll hang out with people that make them feel like, hmm, I better adopt a different identity if I want to stay cool in this clique. Not quite sure how to be good enough to hang around if I don't pull from things that aren't really me. The real, the real magic for this number three type, the ones that know worthiness counts, doing good work counts, the real magic clicks in with them when they start to really work on their sensory intellect, their, their sensing of what is real quality. And they don't listen to those darn critics that are trying to throw them overboard. They don't listen to the monkeys in their head. They get real about what, what is this that I really want to create? They tune into their, their listening. They, they take a deep breath in and they can feel it in their bones of what really, really matters. Oh dear, we've got, we've got six more to go and oh, we don't have a lot of time. Okay, here we go. I'm going to lay out the next four, the next three for you. And then we're going to take a break. All right. We just talked about the first three. They kind of line up with this idea that either A, they want things to be right and ethical. Or B, they really line up with things need to be loving and caring. No pushing each other around. This is a love zone. Or number three, they're very sensory oriented and they know that worthiness counts, doing a good job counts, but every now and then they fall down into a little perfectionism, little critical side can come out. Our next three types, here we go. Let's look at number four. Oh man, these people really know and understand meaningful content, significant content, beauty and nature. Number fives, they are so innovative, so creative. They're the first to do something. They might let their need for doing more research get in the way, but wow, oh wow, when they express themselves, you're like, oh, we've needed this in the world. I'm so glad he did this. I'm so glad she carried this out. 
And then we've also got the sixth type. And they're not risk takers. They want the world to be a safe place for all of us. And they fall into this category so deeply that even when taking a risk might be a good idea, they're prone to pause or to quit just for a little while. We're going to take a break, but while we're gone, I want you to think about, could one of these be you, the significant, the innovator, or the safety person? We're going to come right back, my friends. Stay tuned. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am just having a great time. I am introducing you today to the Enneagram, but I'm taking you through it in my own way. I'm showing you how I see the Enneagram at work for my writers. I have worked with nearly 13,000 writers to date over 20 years now some of them in a college setting, some of them in my memoir writing workshop, some of them in one-on-one spiritual life coaching. And what has helped me so much in the last several years is understanding that there are some prominent personality types. And if you start to notice how they're showing up in the person that is writing their speeches, writing their books, creating their blogs. If I start to see the personality type bubbling up, I have more of an advantage of working with them in the way that they see the world, which is all through our personality. It helps to even point out to someone Is this so for you? This is how it's looking from here. Is it so for you that you really, really want to make sure that your message is significant, 
that that matters beyond almost anything. That would be the fourth Enneagram type. I can say to a client, is it so for you that it would just really, really do some good for you if you knew this thing you're creating is the first of its kind? That's the fifth Enneagram type. They are very innovative. Or I might be sitting with someone that is really, really wanting to do something that, of course, has been in many ways done before, but they're finding a unique and safe, thoughtful, grounded way to do it. There's not much risk involved. And because of this, they feel that they're really being called to offer in a way that's right for them. It's safe. Now, I just did a book launch with a woman that would fall into this type number six. She's also even worked in the security departments in different institutions. But she created a book that was not only beautiful and that was not only thoughtful and loving and giving and touched on all these other personality types, but really, when I really took my eye to it, what I noticed is that by way of combining her photography a minimal amount of words in terms of definitions and a little bit about her own personal story, she was able to create a book about grief that would feel safe for just about anyone going through a grieving process. Now, what I mean by that is I have perused the grief section in bookstores, and some of them just want you to learn all this technical stuff that might not be safe if you're grieving. Some of them want you to get involved in deep groups where you're going to tell your story and you're going to show up every day. That's not safe for a lot of people. This client, when she offered her book to the audience, and now it is available online, this book full of pictures, some definitions to help you understand, and some personal writings, it's a soothing book. You feel safe as soon as you pick it up. She aligned with her purpose. Her purpose is to do her work through that lens of safety. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The opposite side of safety is people don't like to take risks, right? But sometimes you can find that taking certain risks are still safe. For example, doing a book launch with someone you know is a little risky, but it blends in a little safety too. So it all works out. Let's go back to, we were just talking about the sixth type there. That is the type that really aligns with safety. Let's give just a little bit of attention to number four. They're into significance and meaning, yeah? So you're often going to see your poets here. They also like to really align with nature. So they might be the types that 
are very expressive, maybe after they've been out for their morning canoe ride and they come into the studio and a song that came to them while they were out on the water is now ready for them to record. They might be that type. If they can't really express themselves, if they can't really get their significance out into the world, what you're going to find is that they're pretty isolating and withdrawn. That's sort of the downside to them. They don't share their words at all, or they really share in a very expressive, meaningful, beautiful way. It's undeniable. People are like, wow, that's gorgeous. Next to them are the innovative type. Oh, they're going first. They came up with something that nobody's thought of yet. Now, what they might do, they might be that person that like invented YouTube. You know, there's someone that says, I love to write. I love to put together content, but you know what I want to see? I want to see us doing it on video for the whole world going live. Now, we call that YouTube, and I'm sure there's other platforms as well. But what if you had invented that? What if you had been the first to come along? Well, here's some good news. You don't have to invent YouTube to satisfy this high value you might have and be the first in your field or your area to do something. You're one of the first to say it your way. You're one of the first to convey it in your style. That's how the fives do their dance. Now, we did get a letter here, and I just want to take a moment to address this. This is from Derek, who says, As you know, I have produced my third book, and this is an anthology with several other people. One of the things that has been most hard for me is that I have stepped back from being the person that is always having the fun and being the ringleader for myself and finding myself just completely scattered and overwhelmed with the project. We kicked it off. It's all done. You'll see it in the stores soon. But when I look back on it, I noticed that I was scattered and I'm worried that it's going to show up when people get the book. Okay, so Derek, you're taking us into type number seven. Type number seven out of nine. This is the person that just loves to be joyful, showing their work. It's fun. They know it comes out of their natural being. You can't hold them back. They're somewhat extroverted. But when they're in new situations, especially situations where they're not really getting to be the ringleader, they might fall so far back into the periphery that we just don't even know where they went, right? We wonder what happened. When they emerge again, they tend to be pretty scattered. So you nailed it. You nailed type seven. So what I want to say to you, my friend, is 
I think what matters the most is that you honor all connections. Honor your connection to that which you're creating. Honor your connection to the people that you are creating with. Honor your connection to the world and how you want to see it go out there in the world. And I promise you, your feelings of being scattered or worried that it was too soon, not right, all of this, all of that, you'll start to fall back and relax into who you really are. You're someone who has a lot of fun and a lot of joy because underneath it all, it's that connection that really, truly matters to you. It speaks volumes of how you operate in the world. And I just want to say thank you, Derek, for sending me your note. I did know that your third book was coming out, but I did not know it was going to be an anthology. So I will be first in line to get it. If you send me a link, we will make it public to all our listeners here. I also want to touch on the last two types because you might be sitting there saying, I've heard types that resonate with me, but I wonder if there's one that even is really, really me. Okay, how about this? Are you the type that when you express your message in the world, the thing you want most is to feel free about it? You don't want anyone telling you how it's supposed to be. You don't care about rules. You just want to know that you are free and and formless and wild and wonderful because you're you and you're getting to do it your way. You're one of those people that might adopt the phrase of my way or the highway. And that comes out in the ways you express yourself, whether it's verbal, whether it's written, whether it's just in how you create video, speech, anything, your music, your food, your hosting of people that come to, I don't know, stay in your B&B. However it is you show up in the world, it's all about you having a free license to do it your way. And you can really recognize yourself in this pattern if you find yourself being a little controlling and not not relaxing into your freedom. Yeah. How about number nine? This is our final type. This could be you if you're that person that knows the way of the peaceful warrior That's the way you want to tread. You're the person that will do anything, anything, anything to stay away from worry. You know you get caught up in worry. You know that sometimes you bite your tongue because you're so worried your words won't come out. But boy, oh boy, when you align with your peace, you are so articulate. You are so thoughtful. Everyone's attracted to you, whether you are doing a speech, a book, a pamphlet. It doesn't matter how short or long the thing is that you're creating. Your natural peace, it is so attractive. People just can't help 
wanting to be near you because you are this calming element in the room. Mm. Nines are lovely people. My brother is a full-blown, well, I shouldn't diagnose people, but it appears to me that the way he shows up in the world is a nine. He is such a wonderful, wonderful energy to be around when he knows he can relax and just be himself. He and I have had wonderful travels together, and it's that nine energy that I just love to be around. So what do you say we do the tiniest recap? You might be a number one if you want to get things right. And it's time to just really lean into that truthful, integrous side of you. You might be a number two if you are loving and caring. And it's you that just needs to lean into letting that be your guiding force. You might be a number three if you want to make great contributions in the world that are worthy and you can really accept yourself. You know what, my friends? We're going to run out of time here. Why don't you join the inner circle and we can talk about it more. I would love to see you there. And I'm going to be back next Thursday. Namaste, my friends.